seem so obvious now, but like everything is writing, especially as we start to work more and more remotely. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Rockfelder is the co-founder of the remote podcast recording platform, Squadcast, which we are on right now. He came from a CPA background, which of course really helps if you want to keep your business in the black. And he's on a mission to amplify collaboration and meaningful conversation without any borders. And I'm really looking forward to hearing how he's doing that today and have him dish out tips on how to be a better podcaster. How are you today? I'm great, Kim. Thanks for having me on. So happy to be here. So let's dive into the meaningful conversation part of, of this conversation that we're having. Where did you see a gap in the podcasting marketplace for real conversation? And how do you see Squadcast, you know, filling in some of that gap? Absolutely. So I think that's one of the really amazing things about podcasting as a medium is it gives folks the independence and time and space to have a conversation that they want to have that you're not going to hear through various mainstream media outlets. One, because there's just, uh, there's really just not enough time, you know, whether it's a TV show that's got to cut between segments or got to make ad time for, you know, like radio shows, it's just a very different medium that allows that space and opportunity for folks to really, you know, go deep on conversations. And that's one of the right. things that I love about podcasting is it can be three hours long. It could be 10 minutes long. It, there's really no hard and fast rules here. It's, it's, um, you know, really, again, that's where the independence part comes into play. But one of the gaps that uh, my co-founder, our CEO, Zach noticed was he was trying to create a science fiction podcast remotely. And with this type of podcast, it was really important to them to have the conversation be, uh, or the quality of the, the, the audio be extremely high quality. And they ran into that because they were trying, they ran into trouble with that because they were trying to record the show remotely. Him mm. and his team were distributed all around California. And they just noticed that it was like really difficult to do. It was just inconsistent. A lot of the apps or uh, leading edge technology options out there were not really engineered for content creators. And so that right. was really the hole in the gap was like, okay, podcasting. And just technology in general is leveling the playing field for independent folks like you and I, Kim, to create our own media, micro media companies. That's how we see podcasters today is that they're their own micro media company. And mm -hmm. so with Squadcast, we're giving them that cloud studio experience where you can have all the benefits of connecting inside a virtual place and not having to worry about any of the, the sound quality or the technology, all you have to worry about is focusing on having a great conversation. We do actually offer the ability to record video recording now, but that's a that's a little bit newer. Well, we're doing that right now. We're actually exactly. record, recording video right now. What I love about what you're talking about is you and I have been trying to get on the phone and you know get record this uh, interview. And because mm -hmm. of our schedules, we haven't been able to get on the phone. And just last minute, you were like, I'm available. And I like, 
raced down to my laundry room, threw up my microphone, and it's like, it looks pretty good. Like, it doesn't look so bad, you know? And it's like, you know, I'm being transparent just for the sake of this conversation. But I was able to immediately be full-on podcaster mode because I have Squadcast, I have the microphone, I have the room, I have the lighting, I have the space, and I'm able to just go. If I had to drive to a studio and deal with the engineer and get everything set up, now... The one thing I have to say is, and I come from the movie business, and so Mm. when it was available for everybody and their mother to start making movies and put them on YouTube, we had this influx of crap, okay? Everybody thought they were a movie maker. And for someone like me, who was actually a legit movie maker, I was like, I, you know, we were, we were not down with that. Are you finding that there's a lot of podcasts that are being created that are just, they really shouldn't be being created right now? Yeah. Well, I think that's a great analogy. And I do think it is applying to podcasting where, uh, one of the things that we commonly talk about, about one of the benefits of podcasting is that the barrier to entry is low. And so that's kind of the unfortunate consequences. You, it's so low that anybody can do it. The difference is, is I think when folks hear that, they kind of hear low barrier to entry and equate that to being easy. And Mm. by no means is podcasting easy. There's a lot of jobs to be done, creating, engaging quality content that you can build an audience around is is not easy and so i think you know the the best will rise to the top as they always do but but you're right i do think we're in this stage where there's a a lot of excitement and a lot of folks that um you know are starting from a good place and coming at it with passion but maybe aren't don't have the the realistic expectations about you know what kind of uh, endeavor podcasting is and i'm definitely not trying to discourage anybody from doing right. it because i do right. think it's an a, extremely powerful medium and a great way to build influence and audience build and build authority. All those things are wonderful things. But uh, just because the barrier to entry is low, which is true, I do think that's true, but it it doesn't mean it's easy. And that's because companies like Squadcast and there's so many other amazing companies in, in podcasting and just like tools for content creators uh we're, we're we are making it easier but like still creating the content that is the the creator's job and yeah. by no means is that easy so tell me about your childhood like what kind of conversations were you having there were you like you know i was the casey Kasem listening hairbrush talking kid what were you <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah no i think uh I I just grew up listening to a lot of a lot of radio, uh, like on the drives to school and stuff like that, and and you know was always very interested in that. But I think for me, what 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 made podcasting so unique and special is like it was topics that like they just are so niche and stuff that sometimes I fa- was fascinated that mm-hmm. I was interested in or the ability to research or listen to a specific topic, whether it was for business career purposes or personal purposes, like podcasting has that for you. Uh, so yeah, I've always been captivated by, by audio, um, right. and, and specifically, you know, first introduced through it through radio, but you know, a lot of that was like, political stuff or right am uh, so radio that, yeah, AM. yeah did your yes. parents listen to am radio exactly yeah. so not necessarily yeah. my cup of tea but uh that's what i think i i love about podcasting is it's on my terms i get to right. start and stop it and it and, and i think that's what's really uh important to me and and something that i value about a lot of the content that we have today is that it, you know it doesn't have to be live Right. It's true. Now you started this company with high school friends though, which is why I kind of asked that high school question. Like, 
what what is your relationship with friendships and like what what was that like to kind of bring those friendships back in yeah so i am the oldest of 3 i have two younger sisters who i absolutely love but i truthfully really wanted a brother could have used a brother growing up so <laughs> that means you're a good boyfriend if you have good sisters <laughs> i would hope so yes yes i would hope so but i think that made my friendships uh outside of my family like even that much more special so mm-hmm. you know my my uh, male friends were were like brothers to me um and so Zach, who I mentioned earlier as our CEO, is someone that I've known since high school. Originally, I met his his older brother, Vince, who is actually also a member of Squadcast. He's on the team. Um, so I knew him first because he was a grade above me, where Zach is about two grades younger. But mm. Zach and Vince are extremely close, and uh, their family is just a very awesome, close-knit family. So uh, I spent spending enough time around Vince. Zach was hanging out with him and quickly became my friend. And Zach had always been this really ambitious person who, you know, at first when I was getting to know him, I was like, wow, you know, this guy's got some crazy goals. Like, I wonder if he'll he'll do it. And then he just he kept doing he kept rising to the occasion every time, always accomplishing those goals. So he was one of those people that I looked up to in that way that like if he says he's going to do something, he does do it like mentorial brotherhood and mentorial in a way. Yeah, maybe like indirectly. Uh, I think like uh, I've recognized that like. I do really well surrounding myself with people that you know push me to be better, whether they know it or not. And he's absolutely one of those people, along with a lot of my friends. I, I'm grateful that that's one thing I'm good at, I would say, is uh, picking out good friends. But then also, I had been uh, independently going through my own kind of personal renaissance where I was realizing that, like, you know, I did the the traditional go to college, get a, get a school after, or get a job after. Right. And kind of work your way up the corporate ladder, so to speak. And by all accounts, I was on that path and it was, it was, I I was happy with that, but it felt like something was missing and I wanted to do something more independent, more entrepreneurial. So when Zach was telling me about this opportunity, I was like, you have no idea that I've actually been kind of preparing myself for this. Manifesting this, right? Right. Right. You're readying yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And so with with the opportunity being rooted in podcasting and then this remote collaboration piece of it uh, was a no brainer to me because I was already a big fan of podcasting and still was kind of puzzled by the fact that uh, this was back in 2016. Uh, and back then it was still relatively unknown and not mainstream. Yeah. And, and yeah. many folks didn't even know what a podcast was, let alone know that they had access to it on their phone, on an app on their phones. Right. So I thought that that becoming more mainstream was inevitable. And then also I th- thinking uh, the other wave that I saw us uh, writing was remote content production, remote collaboration. Just that's something that Zach and I were fortunate enough to get exposed to in our previous careers. And we thought, you know, more people are going to want this. This is actually a, a pretty great setup and it, productivity can still be can still happen. Um, So we, 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 you know, of course, never forecasted that like a pandemic would accelerate the need or the, uh, the exposure to remote work, but nonetheless, something that we both, uh, both of those things, podcasting and remote collaboration, remote tools. Those were two of the things that to me were like, okay, this is the future. Uh, that's inevitable. Can we build a business around it? So that's what we started doing uh, in 2016 and haven't looked back since. And, you know, fortunate to be helping tens of thousands of podcasters record their shows in over 100 and 
30 now plus countries. Wow. That's so, amazing. That's it amazing. Is. Yeah. Very, so I want yeah, the listeners, grateful. I want the listeners to throw down in any comments or any chat or on my social, would you ever go into business with someone from high school? And are you still friends with your high school friends? That's what I want to know because I have no high school friends. So I, that's not, I think if there's a polarity, I think people are either really down with their high school friends and they still see them or they're like, I got nothing, right? You go on classmates.com. You're like, I don't even know who any of these people are. I was scrolling through social media and two hours had gone by. I could have worked on my business, spent time with my kids or written a chapter of my book. Are you complaining you don't have time to write or support or structure? Head over to my new live class, Own Your Authorship, where in eight weeks, you'll not just uncover your dream book, but find your voice. That's a storyinside.com backslash own dash your dash authorship. And now back to our amazing guest. Were there any moments when you were getting entrepreneurial with Squadcast that you thought, eh, this might this might not work? Or were there any naysayers that tried to get you to think that? Tons of naysayers, um, which is you know pretty difficult to deal with, even though it was totally to be expected. Uh, yeah. And I think it, it was very common stuff. Like when you're kind of starting, one of the advices for businesses is actually similar to, to what uh, common advice is for podcasting is the niches are the riches are in the niches or niche down mm. and you know find a need that's not being met that you can that you're either interested in or uniquely qualified for or something like that so uh, at the time like a remote recording platform for uh, podcasters did you know I think just a lot of people saw that as being small but right. you know our forecast was okay yeah today it is small but it's not about where it is today it's where it's going and right. we Five still think forecast. it's yeah, absolutely. And we yeah. still think it's early days in podcasting. And there's a lot of signs that demonstrate that. Um, for example, like as far as like ad revenue for the industry, we've only just approached one billion dollars versus radio, which is like I, I forget exactly, but it's it's multiples of that. And yeah. and, you know, uh, I think it's it's similar enough to think that, OK, you know, and, and advertising isn't everything, but I think it's a good baseline to kind of say that uh, we got a lot of room to grow. And I, I'm very excited about that. And, and again, still think it's early days. But yeah, mm -hmm. so I think I think one of the so definitely had some naysayers. I think for me personally, there was one moment in particular that came to mind where I was really concerned and just like, oh my gosh, is this going to work? And it necessarily wasn't anything to do with podcasting. I just think it was my own like psychology at the time. So uh, for you the first two- You had to push two... through that. You had to push right. through that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So for the, fir the first two years of Squadcast, Zach and I worked on it uh, on nights and weekends while holding down full-time jobs in our uh, previous occupations. But in the summer of 2018 is when we decided to make the jump and working on it full time, although we were not giving ourselves full salaries just because uh, we couldn't afford that yet. But the business right. was getting to a point where we had hundreds of customers that were depending on us. Like the moment felt heavy and felt like we needed to focus on this full time. And during that summer of 2018, we pushed a really major update that um, we were really excited about, but it, it wasn't We pushed it out too early. So I think the timing of us being super excited about this major product update, it not landing exactly the way that we thought it, it thought it would. And then also, you know, having 
just given up the cushy salary and going full time yes. on this entrepreneurial experience, like had all this like anxiety and uncertainty uh, going into it where it was like, okay, is this, is this going to work? But fortunately, you know, we had given ourselves about a year to two years of like, okay, you know, whatever happens happens, but we're going to, we're going to get dedicate to this fully for that time period. And thankfully that was just a moment in time. And, you know, honestly, something that's kind of kind of comes up reoccurring. There's always some kind of thing that comes up that feels like, oh, this is the big moment. But now I've had right. enough experience that I can recollect on and be like, okay, you've been here before. It seems like it's different this time. It seems insurmountable at the moment, but right. you, you can right. persevere. You can figure it out. Just, you know, get your head back in the game and, and focus on solving the problems at hand. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it contributed to a lot of confidence, I must say. Yeah, you have to have your ass in the fire is what I exactly. say. A Absolutely. bunch of times before you're just like, okay, all right, I've already done this. Like I and I and I almost look forward to like if it's the same ass and you know, if my ass is in the fire the same way, I'm like, I'm not growing really. I'm just gonna know how to deal with it. But then comes the moment where you're like, Oh, this is like a new fire and you're almost like kind of frightened and excited at the same time because you know there's gonna be a breakthrough. Exactly. And that's what I, uh, you know, Zach and I will start to have conversations where one of us is like, look, we've been here before. It hurts. <laughs> it sucks. But these are like growing pains and we always come out stronger. So always yeah. come out stronger. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're doing like a sports commentary, but it's like it's true, though. It's like you 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 do build, you know, what doesn't kill you, make you stronger is is very true. So we write we talk about books on this podcast. What kind of writer are you? I mean, I know that you come from a CPA background. Are you creative? Do you write? Do you ever want to write a book? Have you ever thought about writing? Yeah. So I wish I would have taken writing more seriously in like college, uh, just because like it seems so obvious now, but like everything is writing, especially as we start to work more and more remotely, um, which our company has been organized from day one as a remote first company. And I think remote is doable. We certainly embrace it, but it does require a lot more communication, especially mm -hmm. written communication so that mm -hmm. you can work asynchronously, especially if you have folks in like different time zones and stuff where meeting in-person meetings are just uh, not always possible and not necessarily the most efficient. So that being said, I do think my career as a CPA did help me understand the importance of writing, the power of words, how important documentation is for, for uh, in that occupation, but just how words matter and using the right words in the right places at the right times, especially when you're dealing with lawyers, uh, mm -hmm. is, has mm -hmm. really helped me develop my writing as a as a professional. So I think my writing style, unfortunately, I wouldn't consider it too creative, even though that's something I'm learning to embrace more and more as I, uh, I I'm more and more an independent creator every day. I, I started right. off as a fan of podcasting, but now I am a podcaster and certainly required to do a lot of writing, whether it's in emails or helping out with blog posts and stuff. So it is something that I do think is important and would like to to get better at. Your time might come. We don't know where you're going to have to write about the creation of something or being on the wave of something. And that's what's really exciting is that I know I see this all the time. People that have been doing what they do for 10 years and they're maybe not writers or not sure. And then all of a sudden they realize they got to tell their story. They've got to write the book so that more people can access what you've been through and get the like strength and resilience from you so that they, they can have courage to be innovators as well. 
right? So that's why, you know, that's why I asked, asked that, that question. So let's give the listeners a few tips before we wrap up here. Biggest mistakes podcasters make remotely. Yeah. So I think the biggest one, which was something that wasn't exactly intuitive to me either. So, you know, just uh, don't feel bad if, if this isn't something that you thought of. Uh, I, I, I was right there with you. So we talk a lot about, you know, what equipment or what setup will help you get the best sound quality or what's the ideal setup for a, a, a podcaster. So we spend a lot of time thinking about and talking about microphones or headphones or what type of software we're using. But one of the best ways to impact the quality of your show is is free and that's being considerate considering the environment that you're in mm. so not being in a, a loud place or a place that's going to have a lot of echo you'll see podcasters do some what seem to be wacky things but it's because they can easily impact the quality of their show like recording in a closet because or the, the shower clothes... <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah something where the the sound is like uh not gonna be uh, cause a lot of reverb or echo uh so like what i do is i like put pillows around me uh of course you can't see that right now because it's behind my computer but there are pillows here to kind oh, of I didn't uh, know that tip. absorb that's the sound great. yeah great. or like putting a, a towel on the table or uh, being in a room with carpet curtains all those things can absorb um it can acoustically treat the room and generally speaking don't cost you that much money of course you can do some like uh panels that will absorb the 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 sound as well um and those aren't too expensive but i do uh, think that that's like a it's a it's an easy way to impact the quality of your show and not something that everybody's thinking about which again i totally get and then yeah. the other one is like how you interact with your equipment so mic technique is another big thing that's been a huge uh, learning point for me because i like you kim like to be a little bit animated with the way that i talk and so learning that that can actually uh have some negative impacts on mm -hmm. on the uh sound quality if you're not paying attention enough and a lot of us podcasters uh or at least what i found is that a lot of people that are podcasting aren't necessarily interesting because they're podcasting it's because they bring in some unique experience or expertise that they want to use the power of the medium to you know get their message out there so a lot of us aren't necessarily trained when it comes to recording audio and or video oh, yeah. remotely and so these are just mm -hmm. like little tips that are either behavior or just like a few changes, a few adjustments that can have uh, a huge impact on your air quality, in addition to having a great microphone and using software like Squadcast. Right. I had a funny uh, occurrence where I learned the hard way. I had done this great standalone podcast recording where I was like, oh, I don't even have to edit this one. This is like so good, you know, because you can save money, you know, if you don't need to hire an editor. And I'm like, Absolutely. I clean gone through. And at the very last of my like outro in my like moment to shine in the sun, my cat's automated food machine went off. Oh, no. I had forgotten to take of it out the of things. the room. And it drips like seven crunchies at a time, right? So it's not like you can hold out. You just, I had to, I had to shut the whole thing down. I was just like, oh my god! So get your cat machine out of wherever you're recording. <laughs> if you're home, you know, it's just like, like again, like when you're your own engineer, you think you've got everything covered. You've got the lighting. You've got the microphone. You've got the curtains. You've got the thing. You've got the whatever. It's like you didn't forget to turn off your phone, your emails dinging or your cat machine goes off. It could be <laughs> like one of those many things. So those are really, really great tips. I am looking forward to seeing where Squadcast is going to go over the next bunch of years. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that you came on the show. Thank you so much. 
Oh, the pleasure's all mine, Kim. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. And thank you for letting me tell my story. And uh, hopefully the next time I'll have a book to share with you. <laughs> That'd be great. Hopefully I'll help you write it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.